And now. And now, introducing the one, the only, the Futura with Jenna Benemy on Dash Talk X. I love it. Three, three, two, two, one. Let's go, Good evening, everyone. You're listening to The Future of. I'm your host, Jenna Benemy, and with us today is Gabriel Rosado, American pro midweight boxer. So excited to have you here. What's up, Gabe? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. So um, tell us, first, just tell me how your day's going. My day's going pretty good. Pretty good, <laughs> despite your hangover despite trailing, trailing <laughs> off into the evening. I, mean, I usually don't stay out too, too late. Uh-huh. Last night was one of those nights, but. It was mm-hmm. cool, though. It yeah. was cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. I like it. So um, we met through Charles Liu. Yeah. And you've known him for how long? I've known Charles, I think, uh, two years now. Yeah. Okay. And how did you guys meet? I met at his uh, at his uh, brewery in Boomtown. Oh, you just met him randomly there? It, it was an event. Okay. Um, birthday party event and oh, for uh, Ernie. Yeah. For the for Irwin. Um, Irwin. Irwin. Yeah. For um, what is the name of Mosaic. the church? Mosaic. Mosaic. Yep. And he's the pastor there. Yeah. So uh, he he attends that church as well. Yes. You know, and um, we just start chopping it up. I didn't even know he was uh, the dude that owned the joint. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. Who do he's talking about fights and things like that, and you know, we just hit it off. And, uh, well, you and I hit it off too, even though I hate violence. So remember I lectured <laughs> you? I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> and you're showing me yeah. clips of your wins. Yeah. Well, you know, boxing is violent, but you know, it's, a, it's actually a sport of like discipline, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, very violent, but it's actually just chess on a whole different level. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. We'll get into that in a sec. Cause I want to understand all the work that goes into it. So first tell us, where are you living? Right now, uh, downtown. Okay. So I'm creating a boxing gym out there right now. Yes. So I'm I'm actually digging the downtown vibe. I'm like, man, I should have been came out here. Yes. You know, so, but definitely digging it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and enjoying my time out here. It's so funny when I talk to people, they either love downtown or hate it. Yeah. I kind of, there's no in between. I dig it. I'm from Philly, so I'm a city dude. Uh-huh. So just the downtown vibe, you know, it's kind of, kind of feels like home a bit, you know? Because there's a lot of walking and like yeah, bar hopping. Exactly. Everything's a little bit concentrated. Exactly. exactly. And the people, just the personality kind of has like that East Coast mm. feel. I love I mean? that. I yeah, always yeah. get along with East Coast people. Yeah. 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 So, so it's good. So you're living downtown. You're from Philly. Yeah. You have a daughter. You're two, single. Two daughters. Wait, you have two daughters? Two daughters. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going back to the Puerto, single part, but we're going to talk about the kids first. Puerto, Puerto Rican. <laughs> or what are their names? So my firstborn, she's... Uh, uh, Isabella, Isabella okay. Rosado. She's gonna turn ten in July. Wow, yeah. you do not look old enough to yeah. have a ten-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I had her very young, and uh, and then my second is uh, Valentina. Mm-hmm. She's gonna turn three and actually uh, in about a week. Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. very sweet. Yeah. Are there pictures of both of them on your Instagram? Oh yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your Insta? My Instagram is King Gob Rosado. Okay. Yeah. And we'll tag you in the pics for everyone to check you out. I've sure. stalked his profile thoroughly. <laughs> it's good. You have a dog. What's your dog's name? Debbie. What? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't listen. I would have came up with a different name, but we got her and her name was already Debbie. So okay. it was like she was used to it. Whoever, did you get her from the shelter? No, from Germany. You got her from a breeder? She's the real deal. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. guys! I'm gonna yell at him. You all know I'm a <laughs> animal lover. No breeders allowed. <laughs> yeah. So, but at least you're giving her love and a good no, home. No, she's she's the best. We go run and you know go for a hike. So, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. I dig that. So going back to you being single, because Gabriel is just like, if you guys don't know who he is, he's he's definitely a ten. And he's available. You know what? We're going to have you on my next dating show. So I did a dating show with three girls, three girlfriends, and it was a blast. I mean, like everyone loved it. And so I heard from the guys. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. We'll have you on that panel. That's going to be hilarious. But you got to be candid. Yeah. I'm going to get into the nitty gritty with you. Oh, word. (laughs) All right. So one of my favorite questions to ask on this show is, about the first job you've ever had because you've obviously achieved a real serious level of success and we'll get into that in a sec but what what where'd you get your start my first job was at a shop what was it uh i was pushing carts at a at a shop at a market 
you were at, you worked at a grocery yeah, I was 14 store. 14 years old. Wait a minute. How is this happening? You were my third guest that worked at a grocery yeah. store at my very you know, last grocery guest. Grocery stores hire young. I was 14. It was like the yes. only thing I could get. So they actually was, pay pretty well. No, I didn't get paid well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I was like I think at that time it was like six dollars an hour. It was like nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember someone telling me back in the day that it was like sixteen an hour or something. That and you know back when minimum wage was nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, at that time it was about six. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> it did, wasn't much. Did anyone tip you? Uh, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Philly. No one tips. <laughs> no one tips. So like you'd walk, you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. like take the carts out yeah, to the push car. push the carts, whatever, stock. They'd just be like, thank you. Yeah. So I've had all types of jobs. You know, okay. So, What'd you do after that? Uh, I had a graveyard shift at Home Depot. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they have good insurance, I hear. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you were a kid then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had all types of jobs. Water company, putting water mains on the ground. No way. Yeah, I worked at a high school. Did a bunch of stuff. So wow, yeah. ladies, he's handy too. Yeah. So okay. So doing all this, did you know you wanted to be a boxer forever? Um, at eighteen, I started late. So at eighteen is when I was like, man, I'm not doing this forever. Like, you know, I'm stocking wow. shelves at Home Depot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not gonna happen forever. So, um, I started boxing, and I just kind of had a vision of like, you know, this is gonna pan out, you know. Interesting. So like you started late and you still managed to be this huge success. So tell yeah. us about some of your wins. You have 24 wins. Was that yeah. right? I looked it up yeah. on Wikipedia. Yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. And yeah, and there was, and there's some questionable losses where, you know, should have went my way, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I just, I started at 18. I, I went pro at 19. So, Jesus. Um, yeah. When did you have your first fight as a kid? I mean, not boxing, but just, you know, oh, I on remember, the street. I remember my first fight, probably six. Shut up. Yeah. From like, six years yeah, old six onward, years old. you were just brawling in the streets. Yeah, and, and see, the way I grew up, like where I'm from in Philly, you know, you didn't necessarily have to fight with somebody because you had beef. Fights would happen just off competition, kind of like mm. how you play basketball. Okay. Hey, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. All right, well, let's knuckle up. Wow. And you were straight up knuckle up. And it was, that's how I came up. So, you know, when school was over, we just met up oh, oh my God. <laughs> and we got it in, you know, sometimes I get my ass whooped. Sometimes I, you know, I, you know, most of the time I'd, I'd kick ass. You'd came out on top. Yeah. So you must be quick. Yeah. Okay. So, so how know. do you keep your endurance up? Well now, yeah, it's just cardio, you know, sparring, you know, it's a, it's a skill level to, to know how to, pace yourself rounds, you know, it's 12 mm. round fights. I fight 12 round fights. It's almost an hour of fighting. Jesus. So, you know, it takes experience to know how to manage your, your breathing and, and whatnot. Cause you know, you can have a top athlete in the NBA or NFL who mm. probably couldn't even last two rounds in a, in a boxing match mm. just because it's just a whole different type of stamina. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've dabbled. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit of kickboxing and I just remember how exhausting it would be. Like yeah. even to just hold your arms up for that, for yeah. just like, you know, a 10 minute session is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're it not is. used to working those muscles. It is. But the thing about boxing, boxing is all mental. So it's always going to hurt. It's never, you're never going to get used to it. Oh really? And it's just about putting yourself in that mind frame. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're in a fight and you get cut, you know, you can't train for that. It's just a mental thing. You just have to like. Okay, I'm cut. Mm -hmm. Keep it moving. You know? My last fight, I got dropped twice. I got back up and I dropped him twice. Wow. But it was a mental thing. It's just like, oh, he got me. So what injuries have you sustained? Bad, bad injuries. Really? So like, yeah, like broken I, I bones? Would, I would say the worst injury I had was uh, a detached retina. Oh, shit. Detached retina, yeah. Broken over the bone. So happened. how's your vision? It's good, thank God. Okay, so yeah. tell me how it happened. So, it just happened. It was uh, HBO in the Barkley Center in mm -hmm. Brooklyn. And third round, got caught with a hook, felt something pop, <gasps> took a knee just to take time to, you know, get myself together. And mm -hmm. I couldn't see. I didn't know what was going on. I found out it was a detached retina because I went to a doctor after the fight. Yeah. Fight was Saturday. I went to a doctor on Monday. He was like, you have a detached retina. Like right there on the spot. 
we did surgery. Oh my God. Yeah. So you couldn't see just out of that one eye. Yeah. And I'm thinking my eye swollen, maybe that's what it is. I can't see, but God, men are so a like, good thing I listened to my mother because yeah. my mother was the one <laughs> right? that was like, no, you're going to a doctor. And I'm yes. like, mom, I'm cool. She's like, no, we're going to a doctor. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank Went to God. The doctor. He's like, yeah, I have this. I can save your eye right now. Did the surgery. Thank God. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. You have so much knowledge. This is really going to come in handy with your gym, which we'll get into in a little bit. So you had to, you must have had a mentor, like someone guiding you through this process. How did you, I mean, did you just walk into a gym one day at 18 being like, I could do this? I literally walked in on my own. Then I'd never had anyone pushing me or, or telling me you should, you should box. I actually Mm. had people telling me I was too old. I had Mm. people telling me like, cause you know, in boxing, you, you grow up in the sport, start, like a Floyd Mayweather started at six years old and mm. amateur, 100 and something amateur fights by the time he's a teenager and whatnot. So when they go into pro game, they're already established as an amateur. Mm. So with me, it was the opposite. It was like, man, stick to basketball. I used to play a lot of ball. Because mm, you're tall. Yeah. Or you're too old. And, you know, and I just kind of just, I, I didn't listen to it. It didn't bother me at all. I yeah. Just, I just kind of in my, in my head, I just knew this is what I do. This is what I want to do. That's amazing. And yeah. you're applying that same discipline to your gym, which I think is so cool. Thanks. So, all right. Out of these 24 wins and then, you know, you some of the questionable losses, yeah. who would you say was your most worthy opponent? You know, I fought everyone in the, in the game, mm. honestly. So every fight, you know, every fight has its, um, you know, as his own thing. So I, I think uh, Peter Quillen was a world title fight. Mm. That fight was a great fight. It was um, in Atlantic City. But I was saying, do you want to know what my toughest fight was? Yeah. So I think my toughest fight was the detached retina. It happened in the third round and I fought all the way through. Jesus. And I, I fought, I was, I pretty much fought the whole fight blind. Did you win or lose? No, I lost that fight. Yeah. Very close fight. Very competitive. I think it's a fight that I would have easily won if, if I had my vision, because yeah. I was getting hit with a lot of shots I just didn't see coming. But oh um, that was a tough fight. I, had, I definitely had a bite down that night. And that fight was all balls. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, I had to tough it out. It, it, the pain was, it, it was a pain I never felt before. So every time I got hit in the eye, I just felt like my eye wanted to like pop out. And he crazy. probably took advantage. He knew about it, because the thing is that, you know, the thing about boxing is you never want to show your opponent you're hurt. Because mm-hmm, you know then I mean? they go in on that. Yeah, it's just you just have to have a game face, poker face, right? But um, there were times in a clinch where he catch me in the eye, and I just would. Oh. Mm. I mean, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't hide it. Of course. Just, and, and he and he and and it it motivate him to like go harder, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. But, did, um, did you mention who that was? Uh, it was David Lemieux. Okay. Big, big, big puncher. Big puncher. He's known. He 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 hits guys and they go to sleep. Wow. Yeah, but um, you know, I, I toughed it out. It was a great fight. Great fight. I can't believe you made it twelve rounds. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah. What does your training regimen look like? Do you still box? I should ask, or are you retired yeah. now? No, no. Okay. Still, still so, fighting. What is my, it? What does it look? My like? last fight was literally. Uh, it was March. March fifteenth. Okay, thanks for the invite. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> March 15. Yeah, it's in my hometown. No, I don't want to see you kicking someone's so, ass, to be honest. I'll just check in with you after. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, okay. So what does it look like? I mean, is it like a week before, a month before? What I mean, does your diet change? What are you doing? Yeah, you definitely want an oh, eight-week camp. Eight-week? Eight-week. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, you know, obviously eating right, you know, having the right diet, training three times a day and resting in between. You, you don't want to train and go out and go bowling or do this, that, and the third. You know, you kind of just want to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, especially me being a 13-year pro, you know, I definitely need all the recovery I can get. Right. Know, just, to, just to bounce back the next day. And the tequila probably doesn't help. Yeah, the tequila <laughs> doesn't help. Although this tequila is really good, right? Yeah, yeah. this tequila is really good. Yeah, we're yeah. sipping on some Azunia right now. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when I met Gabe... Um, he met the Azunia guys too. I yeah. mean, and Alex. Shout yeah, out to those guys. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a lot of discipline, a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just mainly just mental. You know, just mentally being strong, and you definitely have to have the right team. 
You know what I'm saying? Your team mm -hmm. has to be on the same page for, for sure. So what does a team consist of? Um, head coach, um, the cut man. What does a cut man do? The, the cut man is the guy that, um, you know, if, if you end up getting cut in a fight or your eye, you know, you're getting swole. Oh, up, he patches you, know, you up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then you want a, an assistant coach. And, uh, so it's pretty much the corner is about four people and the strength trainer. Yeah. And you need all those people present for the fight or just yeah, sort for of the, as for part the, of the eight weeks? For the fight and during, during the camp. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. You just want to be everybody. You just want to be flowing. You know, I've had camps where the team's not flowing and it reflects in the fight. Mm. I mean, the thing about boxing is like boxing, the ring's always going to tell on you. If you ain't, if you ain't right, it's going to tell on you. You can't, you can't front, you can't hide. There's nowhere to run, right? Wow. You'll get exposed so fast. So if, Interesting. if things ain't flowing the way they should in the camp, it, it, it definitely show in the fight. How does compensation work for the team? Is it like a flat rate or do they get a percentage as sort no, of like a management team? All depends. I mean, it goes percentage wise, but you know, it gets to a point where it is a flat rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it's a, I mean, right now in boxing, there's so much money in the business right now with the, with the stream and networks and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just so much fights going on right now. So like right now fighters are getting paid like never before. So the sport is definitely growing. That's so interesting. I would have thought it would have been the opposite because, you know, when something gets like diluted, like there's so much content available, I would imagine that people are just making less because there's so many people out no, there ready to do it. It's a lot. It's a lot of money in the sport right now. You have, um, you know, a new app. The Zone is the is the is the app I've been fighting on. Mm. Uh, it's the streaming DAZN, and you know they have Canelo Alvarez, who's the highest paid athlete right now, mm. and um, you know. So it's, and I'm definitely in the mix because they have all the middleweights. So that's my division. Yeah. I mean, so you have Showtime, Fox, and ESPN doing big things. So it's, it's a good time for fighters right now. Interesting. Yeah. What's your weight? My weight right now? Uh-huh. Right now, I'm about, <laughs> about 180 right now. Okay. And what's the yeah. range for middleweight? So I have to cut down to 160. <gasps> yeah. You have to lose 20 pounds? Yeah. But I, but you know, when I'm in a camp, I don't like to be no more than 10 pounds over my weight. So I'll keep it at 70 and I'll start cutting down like the last two weeks. Of the wow. Fight. But you hydrate, you know, so you step on a scale 160 on Friday and then Saturday you hydrate back to like 172 or whatever they pace, you know? So, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. You're talking to me well, like I know how to drop 20 <laughs> no, pounds with the snap of yeah, a yeah, finger. Yeah. I wish, it's teach a, me. <laughs> no, it's a process. It's a process. It's, it's a, it's it's uh we do crazy shit to cut weight so like yeah my last fight is like i get you know we put the heater on in the in the room uh -huh. you know i wrap myself in in the covers like a cocoon <laughs> i got my team blowing the dryers the hot no <laughs> like seriously i'm like i hate it i'm sweating like a like a son of a gun it's yeah just, it sucks and then by the time you have to step on a scale you're like so pissed you're just like so you know, you you're to, over it. You haven't ate for 24 hours or Jeez. drank anything. You know, you, you could just go to like an infrared sauna, you know. <laughs> but you know, the sauna drains you on a like it's different. It's different because you want to take breaks okay. when you're doing that process. You know, it's like every five, you know, five minutes on, five minutes off. It's like a sauna. It's like I've gone in the sauna before. I've done it, mm. and I was like, I was getting, like, it, it's it freaks you out. So like if you're dried out, no no water, no food in your system, mm. you're in a sauna. I, I start seeing like burgers floating in the yeah. sauna. That's <laughs> 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 like in delusion. I'm yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. You get dizzy yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting. Well, you, I mean, you're so disciplined to do that. I just think about all the people who are trying to lose weight and yeah. you're like, yeah, well, I'll just drop 20 pounds yeah. closer to it's, the fight. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Definitely. It's not, it's not easy. So what would you say your biggest successes are? Like, what are you most proud of? I'm actually most proud of my kids. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah, it's like, oh, papi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, my kids make me proud. Just the simple things they do. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the most thing I'm proud of is just my two girls. So do you want more kids? I would. I would. You would. It, you know. If you found the right lady. Yeah, straight up. Or are you just going <laughs> to spread your Puerto Rican seed? I don't know. <laughs> I think I have to chill. I don't think my yeah. mother would be too happy with me. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, um, definitely, you know, one, one day I might find the one. We'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah. In the meantime, you guys can catch him at uh, some downtown LA bars. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, what's it like claiming a victory in the ring? Like it, walk us through the experience. How does yeah. it feel? What the, the emotion mentally, yeah. what are you thinking? And what does that look like for the day after too? Yeah. You know, um, I think the win for me that stands out the most is um, at the junior middleweight division when I when I clinched the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you? Uh, I think I was 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I clinched the number one spot and just that feeling of like, Everyone that doubted me, I proved them mm. wrong. And, you know, I knew this is what I was going to do. And I accomplished it. It happened. NBC had just picked up boxing at the time. And I debuted when NBC came back. So mm. it was a big, you know, it was, it was a lot of exposure. It was a great fight. And uh, I won by knockout. So, wow. yeah. And I, I kind of, I fought that year. I fought on NBC three times. And each fight was a, was a, 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 knock, a knockout. Um, wow. Yeah. And just ranking, just clinching the number one spot that year was definitely like big for me. Okay. Yeah. And so does, do you kind of recall on that experience to motivate you for the next one? Yeah. Cause you got a taste of it and now you want it again, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and things, and things just change, you know, at that time I was a junior midweek and that's 154. So I, sh- I used to cut down to 154. <laughs> oh my God. And then, um, you know, I moved up prematurely and I ended up fighting Golovkin who you know at the time was you know a killer no mm. one wanted to fight him I moved up in weight I actually gave up my number one spot at the junior weight, weight division to fight him I fought him in, in, in Madison Square Garden on HBO oh wow so it was huge and um it was one of those gutsy performances that kind of like stands out for everybody still to this day they that's the fight that everyone oh, really? you know, talks about yeah okay yeah so um but yeah, that's, that's that's it, you know. Just it's it's, it's a great, you know. Now I I kind of like, at the time when it's happening, you're just going through the motions. Mm. But I think as you get older, you start to like appreciate these moments. Mm-hmm. So now when I'm fighting on a big stage, like I don't take it for granted. Like I kind of appreciate the moment. Like wow, I'm fighting for a title fight. Wow, this like you know this is really happening. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes with experience because yeah, you start yeah. to appreciate the things exactly. that give you the most joy. Exactly. Yeah. And so you're here providing for your daughters. Yeah. And um, do you, how does it work? Do you have a manager? Do you have an agent? Do you have both to book you gigs? I, I So I actually <laughs> self-managed myself for a, for a long time. Gee, so you had no mentor. No, you had no yeah, manager. Yeah. So I, I, had a, I had a manager in the beginning mm-hmm. and I'm the type of person where I like to like, I like my hands to be on everything. I want to know everything. Yeah. Right? Once I once I learned the ropes and I kind of figured out the the business side of it, I was like, man, why do I have to pay someone ten percent? I could do this on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, but now I do have an advisor because at the end of the day, you do want to just focus on the fight. It's very important to focus on the fight because yes. just you know the business side of things. That's a whole different fight, and that can throw you off from your training. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my, my advisor exactly what I want and, and I'll just focus on boxing, you know? I think that that's super smart. There's a book called the E-Myth Revisited yeah. and they talk about there being three players in a successful business. Yeah. There's the entrepreneur yeah. driving the business forward. Mm-hmm. There's the manager who handles the day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. And then there's the technician who's the person that knows the craft. Yeah. And I firmly believe in that because as much as we may be equipped to do a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you really need to focus on your part in order to do it right. Yeah. And so I think we see a lot of businesses where there's just technicians operating, you know, whether it's like a car mechanic or like a nail salon and it's like, well, I know how to do the job really well. So I'll just open my own business, but you don't necessarily understand the back end stuff and like growth and marketing and, and all that jazz. Yeah. I'm learning that with my my new business. With I'm your gym, yeah. yeah. So, so tell us about your gym. Yeah, so I'm opening up a boxing gym in downtown, and um, you know it's in the works right now. We got the ring in, you know, got the bags in, and there's a couple of things that I want to get ready, you know. Yeah. Before I open through the grand opening, but you know it's it's fun, but at the same time it's stressful, but it's good stress. Yeah, right? it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So what about what's going to be different about your boxing gym than all the others? 
Well, you know, it's more, it's more like hands-on private. It's not, it's not a huge gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something where a class no more than 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, I think it's going to be dope, you know, just the fans hitting me up. I mm-hmm. get so many DMs. I can't wait. When is the gym opening? And, you know, I really, I'm just taking my time because it's something I'm doing on my, my own. Yeah. So I don't have partners or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not something I have to rush into and say, okay, it's opening up this day. Right. Something I want to make sure it's right before I do it. You know? But you're still paying rent on the property month oh, yeah. to month. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably motivating you to get started. Yeah, yeah, for, sure. for sure. Do you have a name for it? KGR Boxing. KGR Boxing. King, okay. King, King Gabriel Rosado. I like it. Yeah. King is your nickname. Yeah. that's what, And it's a name that I did not want. So when I, my pro debut, they're like, King Gabriel Rosado on the billboard. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> they're like, and then they called the fight the King's Court. And I'm like, nah. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready too for much. this. I'm doing too much. <laughs> and I hated it. But it's funny because like it, I started knocking people out. Mm. And it carried on. And then in Philly, everybody would be like, hey, hey, King, what's up? And then it's like, oh, sh- I guess it caught on. Yeah. So now it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. So when you're in the bedroom with women, do they call you King? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get called a couple of things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you get called Poppy a lot. Poppy. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I know I sound so white when I say it, huh? Poppy. No, <laughs> Poppy. I can't say it like that because... <laughs> Because uh, my late best friend, God rest her soul, Cynthia Haragi, she, um, like her dad, she called him Poppy. And and so like, I grew up with her and I call him Poppy too. So I can't call a guy Poppy because then it's just weird, you know? Well, it's like, yeah, I feel you, but you're thinking of a name. It's, it's just, you know, it's <laughs> like some girls call their, their dudes daddy. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. So. All right. I think he likes it, ladies. <laughs> I think you should just walk up to him on the street if you see him and be like, hey, papi. That's it. In the East Coast, you're going to hear that all day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny is whenever I go to New York and I meet like, I've met a couple of like Puerto Rican and Dominican guys and they're like, hey, mommy. Hey, mommy. Yeah. yeah. That's, like out here, you know, Hispanics is mainly uh, Mexican. Mm-hmm. So they don't, our lingo is different. Yes. You know what I mean? I've heard that. Yeah, our lingo is a lot different. So I'm like, I'm always putting my boys deep when they're listening to like Bad Bunny. Like, what's he talking about? I'm like, well, this is what he's saying. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, uh, like Chavo to us is money. Mm-hmm. Chavo to Mexicans is a kid. Oh, interesting. Chavito, you know what I mean? Why is that? Us, I don't know. To us is when we say Chavo is money. Interesting. Yes. So it's, it's words that, you know, it's a flip. Okay, so, um, well, I totally want to come to your boxing gym, by the way. Whenever yeah, it's sure. ready, yeah. we can do, like, a fun photo shoot there. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be popping. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's membership only, I take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, private sessions, group sessions, things like that, yeah. Um, are you going to be there, like, day to day? Yeah, it's it's something that I'm doing because it's, it's what I do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I love boxing. I, honestly, when I'm not training for a fight, I'm just, like, I'm going to lose my mind. Right. You have to stay active. And it's scary because I think about it like, and I go, man, like, when am I going to retire? Because it's like, this is what I say. A guy that's an artist that's, uh, that plays the piano, whatever, that that's who he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to play the piano for, for the rest of his life. Yeah. A fighter, right? that's who you are. That's in your DNA. But Father Time says, chill. Right. right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, Father Time's going to catch up to you. Yes. That's why a lot of times fighters just don't retire at the right time. And the, the ring is what retires them. They get knocked out. Mm. And it is what it is. But it's just like, man, it's just the adrenaline, you know, the high of it. So what do you think about that? I'm curious, like as an athlete, because, you know, this happens to football players and basketball players all mm-hmm. the time. You know, they get asked to to leave, essentially. Yeah. Do you think it's better to just let it run its course and get asked to leave? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather kind of just be like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to step down with yeah. my pride intact? Yeah, I think I think now that I want to continue to fight. Right. And. It's you have to be responsible on how you take care of your body. Because mm-hmm. I think the thing is, fighters that do go out viciously, right, knocked out or whatever, um, they're still they're still living their life like they're in their early twenties, mm-hmm. and you have to be responsible. So there's like fighters like a Bernard Hopkins who fought till he was fifty one, and he was successful because he was very disciplined. Mm. 
Mm. You know what I mean? In his diet and how he lived his lifestyle. Yeah. So he's able to perform at a high level. So I think, you know, the older you get, you just have to be responsible. It's the little things that count if you really want to be, you know, if you want to retire healthy. I want to be able to count my own money when I retire, you know? Yeah. I want, I want to be stuck and I can't talk. And like someone's like, one, two, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but I just think that's what it is. You have to be responsible, yeah. you know? And, and definitely set goals for when it's done. So like, you know, me opening up a boxing gym, that's something that I can stay busy with. Mm. Something that makes me happy. You know, um, I do real estate. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, just venturing off to different things, mm-hmm. you know, keeping yourself busy. I think athletes retire and they don't. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back on. I can't say that I'm fully satisfied with the resolution because we couldn't locate the big ass spider that just crawled into the soundboard, guys. (laughs) So I'm a little distracted. (laughs) Gabriel came over and tried to save the day, but he's like, I think you're good. You're good. So I'm like, easy for you to say sitting (laughs) on the other end. Um, What actually happened to me before is a spider descended from the ceiling and then got into my hair Mm. and somebody pointed it out to me. I felt a little movement. And then they're like, oh no, it's on your shirt now. I legit took my shirt off and went running. Like (laughs) I went streaking through the quad. That's funny. Um, It was was small, it was small. That was not. (laughs) You know what? I'm sure the camera caught it and I will. about the size of, probably about the size. No, it was pretty big. It It was like bigger than a quarter. It was like a silver dollar. Yeah, for sure. It was like a (laughs) shoebox. Shoebox. Okay, what were we talking about? All right. Um, Well, I want to know a little bit about your family. You must have had a lot of support from them in order to really like survive on this journey because it takes so much discipline. And tell me about your mom and dad. Are they together? Uh, no, they're not together. They they divorced and remarried. But um Both of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um my mother definitely you know, she's the she's the one that definitely believed in me all the time. Oh, I love that. Build me out of trouble and I I mean I, I owe all to my mom. Like I'm the I'm the man I am today because of my mom. Do you take care of her financially? No, my my mom's a very educated woman. She um she uh has Degrees. Mm. I think her last degree is like a doctor's in theology. She's very smart. Oh, in what? Theology. Oh, wow. Okay. Very, very smart, very knowledgeable. So I didn't go to college. I didn't even finish high school. Did that bother her? Um, You know, my, I, I always work. Mm. I always grind. So I, I've always had that attitude of like, yeah, I dropped out of school. At the time, things weren't, you know. No, you didn't. You dropped out of high school? Dropped out of high school. Dropped out of ninth. Did you ever finish? No, I did not. What? It's <laughs> like breaking news. Okay. But I've always been that, I'm not recommending this for anyone, right. but I've always <laughs> been that dude where I know what I want and I'm not going to waste my time. I've always had that attitude. Mm-hmm. But I think my mom, like, yeah, she wasn't happy about it, but she kind of knew there was, you know, she kind of trusts the process. Right. Right. So when I started boxing, like she, she believed in me. You know? But so you had, I mean, you're what, 14 in the ninth grade. So you had four years where you were just messing around. Yeah, I was working. That street cred. All type of jobs. And <laughs> Beating people up. Yeah, getting caught up. My parents had got divorced at that time. So, you know, mm. I'd be like, hey, mom, I'm staying over dad's house. Oh, shit. <laughs> and she thought I was with dad. Uh-huh. But dad was out in the streets doing him. Yes. And I'm just, you know, yeah. wreaking havoc in the streets of North Philly. Oh my you know, God, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy stories. So what's up with dad? My pop, he's um he's good, you know. Uh me and my pop have like a, a homie relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a homie relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, my pop, he's just like always working, always grinding. What does he do? He what doesn't he do? You know, he's uh, like he's Jack a, of all trades. Yeah, he works at a high school. Um, he has his own his own uh cleaning company and he has his mm. own uh Mowing lawn mowing company. He's Those like, are good businesses. He's Anything hu- he's always he's yeah. always hustling. It's hustling. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything with like, like I always say, service businesses are the best yeah. because then your overhead's low. Yeah. You know, I guess yeah. it depends on your staff, but yeah. in in terms of like cost of goods, yeah, you can sure. keep them down. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, back to your gym. I want to know, like, are you? Is your gym set up so that you can have a private space to train, or are you going to be like yeah, out in the general absolutely. area? Absolutely. So like my gym. One of the things I like is that I can do my camps there now. I, I don't like doing, I didn't enjoy doing camps in other gyms. Mm. I like my my own thing. So it's something I should have done a while ago, but 
you know, everything happens with time, mm-hmm. right? So I just think it's perfect timing to just have my own spot and then I can have my own training camp, you know. But um, it's, an, it's a storefront, so it's okay. a lot of action. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the gym ready and constantly people are walking in. When do, when do we sign up? You know, it's, it's, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I can't wait to check it out. Are you going to, are you going to train me? For sure. I got you. You will? Really? Yeah, I got you. No, I'm excited. It can't just be one session though. That's not enough. You're going to like, I need you to help me shed some weight. Yeah. I need to get ready for like. You don't have to shed weight. Okay. Love you. But (laughs) I want to wear like my barely there shorts, you know, like. (laughs) No, let's do it. (laughs) He's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bring card vibe. Bring card girl. Yes. Oh, that'd be so fun. I swear, just from doing this show, I've been getting all kinds of offers to do the most <laughs> random appearances yeah. and like hosting things. I'm loving it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about where boxing's headed in the next 10 years. Yeah. Have How have you seen it change? Because you mentioned a little bit. I mean, AI is something we discuss on this show. And I know that um, the visibility, like there's so many apps now and you're seeing so yeah. many sh- like stations have picked it up yeah. that that's one way that AI is impacting the industry. It's helping it blow up. Yeah. Right. But what else are you saying? No, I think, I think boxing is, is good. You know, um, mm-hmm. you have the zone that has a huge budget. I think it's like a billion dollar budget for eight, the next eight years. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. And um, then you have uh, the ESPN plus app and it's cheap. It's, it's people download these apps for only $10 a month mm. where when you would watch a fight, like a, a pay-per-view event, it would be $100 to purchase yes. a pay-per-view event. So now people are just paying $10 and they're just getting these big fights back to back. So, Is it only available on your phone though? No, you, you so you download it on your TV, like, you know, like Netflix, you mm. stream it, you know, your computer, whatever. And um, Interesting. Yeah, so um, it's, it's the future. It's, it, it's the Netflix of... Yeah. Exactly. Uh, fighting. Yeah, and then the thing is the apps are, are creating um, storyline leading to the fight. Um, you know, they're they're exposing fighters. There's their stories and mm-hmm. things like that. So you can just tune in on the app and just, you know, hear a story of your favorite fighter and how he trains and how he, you know. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's just a lot of good tools on it. Okay, interesting. I love that. So you're getting exposure. Now... Do you think that your career has advanced because of the exposure you're getting from these apps? Because it's it's creating more visibility for you, right? Yeah. Well, or because I've, it's so concentrated, maybe not. No, I've 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 been in big fights since <laughs> since 2011. I've always been on big fights mm-hmm. on platforms like NBC, HBO, Showtime, Pay Per View. So I've always, and then I did the movie Creed. Oh, you did? Yeah. I got to see it now. Yeah, yeah, Creed. So I, that, that's how I ended up in, in Los Angeles. No way. Yeah. So you do acting. Yeah, so I did Creed. I did a show with Nick Jonas, Kingdom. Okay. And um, so, you know, if they don't, if people don't recognize me from boxing, they recognize me from Creed or Kingdom mm. or whatnot, you know, so it's dope. Do you do modeling too? You know, I'm, I, I don't knock it. You know <laughs> I think you'd be great at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. It's not something that I actually, you know, that I chase. Right. Somebody hits me up. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could see you repping like an underwear line or something. Shred I don't up. know. Just because like it. you're, you have that, like you're shredded, you know, yeah. and then you have the tattoos, which is For sure. fun. For sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should well, be. let's figure it out, guys. Hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> so another part of AI that, you know, I it just in doing a little bit of research, I came across this thing called Bot Boxer. And yeah. um, apparently it's like the world's first AI the world's first AI robot boxing bag. Have you heard of it? No. So apparently it uses infrared sensors and AI to learn your like tricks and techniques when it comes to sparring. And then it responds accordingly with each maneuver. It's also $20,000. Really? So, um, yeah, so it's crazy. And I'm wondering if you maybe want to look into this at your gym because apparently like from dipping and dodging just like a human and then aiming for weak spots, it can actually help you increase your response time. And um, the article goes on to say that it like it helps you increase strength, speed, agility, and then it records just about every single movement you make um, all the way down to your foot stance and everything. So, so that, you can spar with this robot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like unbelievable, but um, I don't know. I think it's the, it's the way of the future. 
And um, I don't know. I think for someone who can afford it, it sounds like better than a, a coach maybe. I, I, would, I wouldn't recommend it for a, an, a fighter. Really? No. You know, someone, you know, the average person wants to do it. Yeah, but I don't think any coach would approve of it. Because you think you need you need someone to like have eyes on you and tell you you're doing this, you're doing that, as opposed yeah. to like because this robot you actually spar with this robot. Uh huh. It's like a bag. Okay. Yeah. It looks like um. It, so oh okay okay so it's a bag. It's uh -huh. not an actual. It's no, it's not a robot. I got you. No, oh, but I it's see, a bag I with see, sensors. Oh okay 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 now now I get it. Uh -huh. Okay yeah. All right. What do you think? Interesting. You know what I think would be really cool is if you got connected with that company. Yeah. See, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm thinking this is a robot with arms <laughs> and shit. I'm like, what the hell? Be some transformers. I'm about to get shit. in the ring with a freak. Yeah, like, I'm about this shit gets mad and all of a yeah. sudden. <laughs> you catch the robot slip and now, now you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really cool for you to check out. No, and then it, it might be, you know, an interesting collaboration to have at your gym. No, for sure. So you're like sparring with, you're like, well, not sparring. Sparring is when someone's swinging back, but right. it's a bag you're hitting. It's, it's yeah. recording. And your, then it's, it's recording your movements and telling sure. you like you could do this better. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I always ask people about their tequila story on the yeah. show because I know you have, I know you have like 1,800, but just tell me one <laughs> good one that ended up a oh, little man. a little interesting. See, the thing is with tequila is if I have too much, it's like I'm losing my mind. So we're drinking tequila tonight? Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a cognac guy. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like dark Hennessy. Interesting. That's, that's my twist. I don't think I've ever had Hennessy before, by yeah. the way. Well, Puerto Rican, East Coast, that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's Henny. And then I came over here and it's like, all oh, my boys, it's everyone's tequila. Yes. So, you know, every now and then switch it to that. But uh, good tequila story. Hmm. As he thinks, I'm like eyeing the soundboard for this damn spider. I just know it's going to pop out at any moment and then crawl up my arm and eat me. You're good. <laughs> 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 Yo. All right. I'm good. I'm good. And take a shot of my Azunia. So tell yeah. us about your tequila story or just like a drinking story in general. It doesn't have to be tequila. I guess, I guess it was, uh, my cousin's wedding uh -huh. and I was, I was his best man and our mothers were so disappointed. <laughs> <that night>. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> like we got calls the next day of how horrible we were. It was funny because, like, you know, the weather was good. I'm his best man. When I did the speech, first of all, I'm already drunk by the time you got to do the best man speech. Oh, it was the man. worst speech ever. It was? Was it awkward it was or was it just, like, slurred ever. words? What was it yeah, like? Yeah, it was just, like, I just I just couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I just kept saying stupid shit. Mm. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, um, and, and then I get emotional. I don't know why because he's, like, my little, he's like my yeah, little brother. Yeah, because you love him. As soon as I got emotional, I said, all right, we're cutting this off. <laughs> 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 Wish you guys the best. And then uh, anyway, everyone starts getting turned up and it went from like a nice classy wedding to like turn up ratchets. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, get on up and pump it. I mean, they yeah. got real crazy. Our moms are seeing like girls like doing splits and all types of stuff. Oh, oh, man. My, my mom goodness. was like blocking girls away from me. Like, like that girl's trying to whatever. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, mom. You're like, yeah, let her through. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. So mad at us. Uh, yeah, I will say that. And it was pretty funny. Like, we had to apologize to them the next day. Because, you know, you turn up, but you don't turn up in front of your parents. Yeah. You know what's funny is, like, so my parents would be extent. down. My parents are just like, go have fun. Because I'm so responsible. I think well, they're like. I'm, well, I'm going to shoot this at you. Uh, my mother is a reverend. Oh, right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, so, you know, that makes, you know. Yeah. For me. No way. So, yeah, yeah. what does she think of all the tattoos? No, she's cool with it. You know, she cried every every tattoo I got. Every time I came home and it was like one on the neck, one on the yeah, neck. Yeah, you have like, a lot. Yeah. So any of mom or anything like referring uh, to mom? No, uh, I have to get something with my mother. I have my daughters and all, but. Would she want that? Yeah, yeah. She she was mad because I actually had her name with a rose on my chest when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I got to cover it up because I, I have a whole piece to kind of like flow with my shoulders and all. So mm. she was kind of like, I can't believe you covered my name. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I know. Like, it's I'm like, like, I got you, mom. She suffered when you got that <laughs> tattoo at first and then it went away and she's like, well, what? Yeah. So she was kind of hurt, but so I'll, get, I'll get something dope. 
she's remarried and yeah well unfortunately my stepfather he passed away on uh, oh. surgery yeah great oh man. my gosh yeah, that's man. awful yeah. yeah did they what were the odds of the surgery do you know yeah it was uh, it was a heart it was heart surgery it mm. was you know the odds were slim of him i mean things going south and right. unfortunately it did but yeah he's wow. a good man i learned a lot from him he's probably the most patient kindest man i've ever known he treated my mom like a queen Oh, so yeah. you approve. That's so nice. Yeah, he's the, yeah he's definitely like the best man I've ever known. Definitely. So he was a role model for you. Yeah. And they split when you were in the ninth grade. You were fourteen. Yeah, at thirteen. Mm-hmm. My parents split. My mom met Manny, who very influential man in the city. He was like you know deputy mayor of the city at the time, mm. and he was activist to the Puerto Rican community. So. Man. Wow, power couple between yeah, your yeah. mom and him. Yeah, he was so dope. So. Hmm. He passed away when I was young too, so like I'm like, damn man, there's certain things I wish I would, I would, you know, certain conversations I wish I would have had with him. Yeah. Right. But I've, but you know, I, I, I could look back and I can analyze certain situations, and you know, I can use them now. Right. Now that I understand. Right. right? And that's what I mean. That's really at the end of the day, what life is. It's one yeah. big learning experience, and I believe that this life is all about love, yeah. and love helps you grow. For sure. Um, it's funny, Charlie and I were talking about like, you know, the meaning and then like what happens when you pass and how, how do you evolve? Cause I believe that you come back, your soul just gets transferred on t- into another being. And yeah. then, you know, you come back. Um, and, um, I don't know. I think the more you can open yourself up to love and feel and, and do for others and mm-hmm. be selfless, the more you grow. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like materials are, it's just stuff. Yeah. But yeah. we're all the same without yeah. all this stuff. No real talk. Yeah. It's funny, like I, I'll see people say, Oh, I don't know why that person acts this way. They're famous, they're rich. Like that's supposed to mean something. Right. And I'm like, honestly, fame is fame is what is fame? Anybody could be famous. You could do something stupid on Instagram right now and it goes viral and it's fame and you're famous now. Yeah. It's but what so are you crazy. famous for? Right? Yeah. So and rich and you're rich, okay. It's it's money, but I mean money's good. It makes life easier, but it doesn't take away your problems. Right. And it doesn't teach you how to behave, how to be a good person, how to love, how to be considerate. Uh, I know a lot of people with money that are pretty lame. Right. (laughs) Right. So what are you doing? I mean, you have the fame, you have the money, you have the looks, like you have the lifestyle. You could literally be an asshole if you wanted Mm -hmm. to be. What are you doing to not? Because I can tell that you're just not that person. I just think it's my upbringing. You know, it's my upbringing, the way my parents raised me, especially my mother. And, you know, it's just character. I just think is how you treat people. You know what I mean? If if I'm an asshole to someone without even realizing it, it would, it would, it would bother me during like later in the day. If Mm -hmm. I, if I I went back to it and I go, fuck man, I think that, I think I was an asshole to that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I see him next time, I'm like extra nice. Oh, but you won't actually call to apologize. You'll just be like, oh, I'll just be extra nice to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I just, you know, I think life is, you know, treat people good. Be genuine. Be honest. Be real. Be you. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to get over on anybody. I just, I, I think I don't like that. People that are try to get over anybody or mm-hmm. try to take advantage of people. That's not my style. Yeah. Yeah. So... If you had any advice to pass on, first I want to talk about to like future boxers and then I'm going to ask about just humanity in general because I can tell that this is something you've considered. So what advice would you have for for people looking to become boxers? Yeah. And start from the beginning. Is it like start at a young age? Is it like mentality? It's funny. I'll get guys that send me messages Mm -hmm. and go. You didn't want to say DM because you felt like that was a little. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I got guys that slide. (laughs) So. And I'll read it and they'll be like, um, what do I do? Or they want advice, right? And I get it. Mm. Um, do you think I'm too old to start and whatever, whatever? When you already are asking those questions, you're, re- you're already setting yourself up for failure. Mm. See, I never, like, f- to be a fighter, this sh- like, this shit is, you have to be strong mentally because your mind is your biggest weapon. When you're already ha- starting off with those type of questions, it's like, my thing is like, bro, you just got to fucking go for it. Right. You know what I mean? You could, that's the attitude you have to have. You have to be hungry and be like, like I didn't ask anyone questions. Hey, you think I'm too old? My attitude was like, 
How do I learn? I studied the grades. I mean, um, I sparred with really good uh, pros. You know what I mean? And that's just the attitude I think you have to have as a fighter. You know what I mean? It's just like, if you want to be a fighter, just go for it. So you made sacrifices, obviously, to get to that point, because I know, I mean, to even be around the greats, you had to make yourself available and you probably had yeah. to do some like grunt work. And like, yeah, what was yeah. that like? No, I got lucky because when I was young, uh, 18, I was around Bernard Hopkins, who's a legend, mm. legend. You know what I mean? I think he has the most middleweight title defenses. And, um, and he was able to mentor me and I was able to learn a lot from Bernard Hopkins. And, you know, this is a man who's fighting on a world-class level, making millions of dollars. I never asked him for, for much to get paid for sparring. Mm. And it's funny. I'll call guys for sparring and they'll go, well, we're, we need this much per round. Mm. And I go, man, go somewhere, bro. Like, I'm not paying you. Yes. Because my thing is, like, if you're really hungry and you want to learn, you're going to want to just come and spar a guy that's been a pro for 13 years and, yeah. and observe the knowledge if you really want to go somewhere. But when you're trying to just make a couple hundred dollars for a sparring session, right. you're thinking so small. So small. You're thinking so small. If Bernard paid me, it was just him paying me. It was never me. Hey, Soliciting, yeah. yeah. So I just think, yeah, observe, uh, you know, take the knowledge and and just, you know, you just have to go for it. You know, believe you have to believe in yourself more than anything. You can't seek approval. I think people. Mm, that's I think the hardest part. I think people need approval. They need to hear this from their mom or this from their dad. They need approval. It's like no, you have to believe in yourself first. Once you start making moves, then people start seeing you, what, what you're doing. They go, oh snaps! They start believing in you. Now mm -hmm. you got now you got that support, you know. But in the beginning, when I was grinding, no one believed in me. They were like, oh dude, you're gonna start boxing. You're like so late. Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, trust me, man. I'm be on HBO one day. I'm be fighting for world titles one day. Wow. They me crazy. Like people would literally laughed. I remember getting so mad at my older sister. I love her to death. But she <laughs> laughed at me one time. Like I stormed out of the crib. I was so pissed at her. Right? <laughs> but she's one. But she's my big. She's one of my biggest fans now. You know. She Give her a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to expose her. My, my sister Melissa, my older sister. Okay. She was like, really? You're gonna fight guys like Mike Tyson? She didn't realize there's weight classes. Yeah. Right? I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> you don't understand, Melissa. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but it was just. It's just believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. That is such incredible advice, and it's yeah. so inspirational. Even just sitting here and hearing you, because you're you're mentally strong, and that yeah. I think is more powerful than being physically strong or attractive yeah. or having money yeah. in the bank. If you're mentally strong, I think yeah. you can accomplish anything. Oh, for sure, for sure. And the, and the thing is, failure is always going to happen. Right. And I think people fail and it's like they get scared and they get stuck. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have to like bounce from that. You're always going to come out stronger out of failure. You know what I mean? Like it's right. just a lesson. And like I've lost plenty of times, but I never, I never said, man, this ain't for me. When I, when I turned pro, I, I had five losses. Right away? It, like, no, it was after my fifth fight. It was like, you know. I took some really tough fights and I was oh, taking the L's. That's and the in, hardest. In boxing, a loss holds you back big time. It's How not so? Like, it's not like basketball. Basketball, when you you take an L, you could play the next day yeah. and get that win back. Boxing is you're fighting every other month or mm. or you can go eight months without a fight. So you, to rebound from an L can take almost a year sometimes. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's just like that, just staying mentally strong and staying in the gym and just believing that you're going to bounce back. It's, it's really difficult, but, yeah. you know, it definitely, I think it helps me out just in life in general and things when I venture off to different things and different businesses. I think boxing definitely, you know, helped me with that. Well, it was your journey because through trial and error, you were able to prove to yourself that dedication does achieve results. Yeah, for sure. Another thing you said that really stood out to me and that is like a common thing, a common theme amongst the most successful that I speak with, yeah. working for free. Yeah. You know, <laughs> having that small mind of like, well, yeah, I need, you know, just like you said, a couple yeah. hundred bucks to spar, but you're missing out yeah. on this huge experience, not only for the experience with you in the ring, but to have you as a contact and be mm -hmm. able to just like stay in your life and learn from you and, and potentially exactly. have you be this person's mentor. It is very small minded thinking. No, exactly. And the thing is when, for example, when I was talking about with Bernard, mm -hmm. 
you know, learning from him, never asking for money, just wanting to absorb his knowledge. He then took a liking with me mm-hmm. and then he began to show me the business. Hey, right. come, over, come over to my condo, sit me down, start breaking down contracts to me. This this means this, this means that. You know, because he, he, he saw my hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean? He saw I was hungry. And then I ended up signing to Golden Boy, which was which is part of his uh, promotional company. And I ended up fighting, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid without pro fights. And a few years later, I'm fighting for world titles with Golden Boy on pay-per-view and yeah. HBO. You see, it was just the me not thinking small and just seeing the big picture. Yes. You know what I mean? So I am... Um I sometimes speak to college students, like seniors um, that are interested. I have a psych background. I was working on a PhD in psychology. I didn't finish, but, um, you know, when I do speak to these students, I'm typically the person to say, don't pursue education because um, I think that you have to really assess your motivation and what it is you want to do in life and what's important to you. Is money important to you? Mm -hmm. Is validation from your job, you know, that satisfaction that comes from accomplishment Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And then you have to then kind of think about um, what that industry is going to produce for you. So if these kids are wanting to study psychology and get a master's, you know, I would say, if money is important, you don't do it because yeah. even if you get the PhD starting salary at UCLA is 90 grand. Yeah. Like yeah. that's crazy to go through, to be 200,000 in debt and yeah, go no, through like your entire twenties, you know, to study and just make that much. But the advice that I would always give on the other end is like, go intern as much as you can mm-hmm. just, you know, commit because if you find something you really like, there's a chance that that company will hire you, mm-hmm. you know? And of course there's no guarantees. And I think that people, are constantly asking you for your advice because they want some sort of guarantee, something like tangible to hold on to. Yeah. But you. you know, life doesn't work out that way. And for me, like even just recently, the risks that I've taken, um, they're working out for me. And yeah. it's scary because you just dope. you don't know like I don't know what the future will hold. I don't know what a month from now will hold. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm doing it and uh, you know, it's working out so far. No, it's dope. And I think and I think also the key is like, you know, Never try to be that person is always trying to get something from somebody. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just be there with some. You know, be there with be somebody. Present. You know, just be present. Just be in the moment. Be helpful, and just be you. I think when there, I think you know when you're always trying to get something out of somebody, it just comes off wrong. It feels you know I mean? that it's way. The wrong feel. Yeah. I think when you're genuine, you know, people are just gonna recognize that. Mm-hmm. Vibe off of it better. Opportunities open up. You know. So when you were talking about not letting the failures get you down, there's a quote that I love um, by Winston Churchill. Well, there's some conflict over whether he actually said it, but it's believed that he said this quote. And it's something like, um, success is moving from failure to failure uh, without losing momentum. Right. Right? Yeah. And that, that, I feel like you embody that. Yeah, that's dope. I can't imagine going a year without having a fight and you're like staying fit and you're staying in the zone and you don't try to like dabble into 18 other industries Mm because you need something right now. Like you're headstrong and I love that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough sport, you know, but, um, you know, I was built for it, you know, mentally, just my upbringing and and my mother being tough and always seeing her fight through when we were kids, you know, and just the way I grew up, it was like, I, I look back at it and I go, geez, it's hmm. crazy. You know what I mean? Like, just there were nights where, like, electricity's off and we got candles in the house. But that wow. was normal. It was like, oh, we got candles. <laughs> <laughs> start, making, start making birds on the wall. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, cool. And it was like, you know, my mom, it was so tough, the upbringing, but she made everything feel like it was cool. Everything was cool. It was just oh, like, what we a were, great we, mother. We were, we were rich in love. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And just that, you know, that just makes you tough. We were rich in love. Yeah, rich in love. I love that. Yeah, straight up. You know, and just her just grinding, raising us, catching the bus to school, you know, getting her degree and just, you know, just seeing her do that. And in the moment, you don't realize how tough that is. But, you know, now that I'm an adult and I have kids, I go, wow, that's crazy. Right. That's tough. Now you have so much more respect for her. Yeah. Ah, Mama's boy. I love it. (laughs) 
All right, guys, we are officially out of time. Thank you so much, Gabriel Rosado, for being on. You've been listening to The Future of. We air every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and re-air every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, the Instagram is thefutureof.radio. I'm at the Jenna Ben and Gabriel. Gabriel Rosado, King Gab Rosado. King Gab Rosado, and we'll tag him in the pics. And, uh, and my boxing gym is KGR Boxing. Oh, I need to follow that. Yeah, I didn't know KG, it existed. KGR underscore boxing. Okay, KGR yeah. underscore boxing. And um, if you want to know more about my consulting services, check me out at Um, Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you back next week. 